welcome to the Husker Cuscast Sports Show. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me are my cohort, co-host cousins, the Apollo, Starbuck, and Boomer to my Baltar, Justin, Derek, and Travis. We are recording this episode on February 8th, 2017. So the best way I can describe the Super Bowl we just witnessed on Sunday is that my Southern Baptist neighbor mistook my inability and making unintelligible noises as speaking in tongues. I still have problems articulating anything except for... I mean, Travis, help me out here, cuz. Do you think that this Super Bowl will never be topped? Because I gotta say, I think they should just skip it next year and go straight into the Hunger Games. (laughs) Patrick, I could not have said it better myself. That was one of the wildest endings to a game I've ever seen. Um... I don't even think the Hunger Games could have topped that. I, I don't know how you blow a 25-point lead, but Very the carefully. Falcons sure showed me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just, wow. Uh, Justin, what do you have to add to that? Well, the game started off like a complete dud. It was like one of those high-profile Thursday night games on the NFL Network that we look forward to throughout the season, and it ends up sucking so bad, and... You know, after the Lady Gaga experiment, I uh, <laughs> kind of dozed off for a little bit. And uh, Tom Brady, he took that team, and I'm so glad I woke up because I got to see the best game, uh, in, probably in the history of the NFL. The best I think comeback. that com- the best, best comeback. comeback, absolutely. Yeah. That that was just amazing. The way that Tom Brady, he just uh, he owned everything. He owned the field right there, and. There couldn't have been a better recipe for choking than the Atlanta Falcons in that game there. I mean, it was like a perfect storm of, uh, I don't even know how to put it. It It's just like a perfect storm of events that allowed them to choke it. I mean, one play on any series, the whole game would have been a different outcome, I think. just. There were a lot of missed opportunities. For every drive that the Falcons had, there was always a sack or something that just derailed it, and then they had to just punt it away. Yeah, you know, a couple uh, a couple of series stand out to me is that uh, when the Falcons they uh, just started melting away, and they had three defensive holding calls in one drive. Yeah, and that was nuts. And then the obviously towards the end there where. Uh, all Atlanta Falcons need to do is just kick the field goal to uh, make it a two-score game within you know three or four minutes, and shit didn't happen. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> sums it up perfectly there. Uh, Derek, do you think there was a method to the madness though? Because um, it seemed that Atlanta had some quick strike uh, scores, but then the Patriots, you know, they they played this uh, field position uh, game uh, very early. And it just seemed like uh, the Patriots had the long field most of the time, but they just kept keeping the drive going and keeping the Atlanta D on the field. Do you think that that had uh, a part to play in as far as the ultimate outcome of the game? Oh, sure it did. I mean, you know, there's there's no tell what's in Bill Belichick's playbook. I mean, that guy has proven to be the best coach in the NFL ever. Uh, as far as, you know, I'll kind of go back just a little bit. You want to talk about choke jobs. The only choke job I can remember being this bad in the NFL 
was my beloved Oilers back in the 90s. Very playing good. against the Bills when they had like a 35-point lead Frank at halftime and come back and lose yeah. just to watch the Bills get their ass kicked by the by the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, that's right. Oh, man, that's painful. Warren Moon was the quarterback. Frank but, Reich was the Bills oh, quarterback. And, oh, man, I that love was them. painful. I love them Oilers. But, uh, you know, just a, just a few stats for you in this game. You know, when – when the Patriots run double the plays, they ran 93 plays to Atlanta's 46. Mm-hmm. And the time of possession, wow, 40 minutes and 31 seconds to 23 minutes and 27 seconds. That is unreal. I mean, that's not even getting into yardage and, and first downs and third down conversions. But, I mean, you know, if you'd have told me these stats, just those two stats alone, Without seeing the game, I would have said that New England would have destroyed them. Yeah. You know, you'd have never guessed this was even a game, and yet Atlanta was at a big lead at halftime. Yeah, yeah. The quick strike offense, but unfortunately they just, you know, they used too little of the clock, and the Patriots just used it masterfully. Uh, Travis, do you think that this is the coda, the final – exclamation point for Tom Brady as far as his career is concerned the best NFL quarterback in the history of the sport I would say from a stats perspective and Super Bowl wins he's probably towards the top if not the top um it's pretty tough to compare him to players in the past but I will say he's Definitely in the my top three for best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, the only even though one, I hate Tom Brady. The only one that comes to mind is Joe Montana, but he never even but he never had any comeback comparable with Brady. I mean, they were out of it, man. They were out of it. Justin, they were out of it, were they not? This game they were yeah, they were completely out of it. They they should not have been they should not have come back the way they did. And there was one play in there. That is probably the best football catch that I've ever seen in my life. And we've seen a lot of Jordan Westerkamp. We sure and, have. We sure and have. Edelman's catch there uh, towards the end of the game on the 91-yard game-tying drive, that had to have been the best catch of all time. I mean, the when you couple everything, the, the timing of it and the meaning of that catch and everything on the, uh, on the highest platform right there, he did the – unspeakable that was like a david blaine magician trick right there you know <laughs> david blaine could not do that i don't think david copperfield could have done that uh the thing is is that i guess on the internet uh now they have like a mic up of that catch i haven't listened to it yet i'm i'm almost afraid to but uh I, that that just intrigues the heck out of me that they have a, he was mic'd up during that um as far as uh, the Super Bowl in comparison with the other championship stuff we've seen. Oh, Travis, you had something to add. Uh, actually, I think Derek has something to add. Oh, I'm sorry. Derek, go ahead. Well, you talked about the Edelman catch. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think there was any one of us that looked at that play in lifetime and didn't think that ball hit the ground. Yeah. Like, yeah. until I seen the replay, I would have swore that ball hit the ground because it looked like it bounced off. Oh. I was looking for something. And when anything. he just reached back down and grabbed that thing, it was it was amazing. 
It was it was it was they, remarkable. They, I, I've seen a lot of people try and compare it to that uh, the Tyreek catch back a couple of years ago from the Giants, and As, I think this is way better. I yeah. agree. I, I agree. mean, I can't think of it, any it, other. It, it was yeah, the guy caught it with a helmet, but, but at the end of the day, this guy stopped it literally inches away from touching the ground. All right, all right. So they, it was amazing. I, I, I was. I think the other thing one. is though is the is where this was. As far as the drive was concerned, up to this point, Patriots had never really taken a huge chunk of yardage on a passing play. And finally, Brady unleashed it. Edelman caught it. It seemed like the tide turned at that moment because then it was like, hot damn, we're going to do this. You know, it just seemed like it. But it's amazing how, how pivotal that play ended up being. Because what if Edelman would have dropped that? Would the would the drive would have stalled? You think? Damn, uh, I think man. so. Yeah, that was the like, drive. <laughs> it was one of those catches where it was like, "Oh yeah, we're destined to win. We're gonna win this." And I remember sitting on the couch, and when that when I saw that, I jumped off the couch. I was like, "Holy shit, that was the best catch I've ever seen!" I was like, "Brooke, watch this, watch this, watch this." I was like, "This is the best catch." I was like, "Too bad it's not gonna stand," because I was like, "You guys," I was like, "Yeah, that had to have hit the ground." Right. It was an optical illusion. I was like, "Oh my god, it did not hit the ground." Like he used the ground to support the yeah. ball or something. Yeah, exactly. And. Unbelievable. Well, Best catch of all time. Damn Patriots is all I got to say with that. Um, hey, you know what? Tom Brady's got he's got five more fingers, okay? They don't have rings yet. They're kind of shy. They're kind of naked. They need some rings. He's 39 well, he years old. Be 40. As far as I know, he's, he pretty much survives on wheat germ shake. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's got it left in him to to do another five uh, rings. I'm it, I don't know if you guys are like this, but I I guess I'm to that point where I kind of appreciate the old guys that are still playing at a high level in the game. You know, Brett Favre, you know, They're not I was many. a huge Brett Favre fan in the beginning until he started getting old. You know, he started having the gray in his uh, little beard and all that stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm going to root for that guy because he's the old guy out there doing we, thing. We are, we are reaching into George Blanda territory. That's dangerous turf. All right. Um, now, as far as where he would rank this in comparison with other noteworthy championships of the year we've seen, uh, the NBA Finals, World Series, College Football Championship. I mean, is this the top? Is this the best we're going to do for this year, you think? So you're saying best win, right? But, I mean, the best win, the best entertainment, how, however you want to do it. I guess I'll go first. Uh, I think uh, the most entertaining one, I I think this game right here, the the comeback, hands down, that was like the best. I think that was the best win. If you want to look at it, the aspect of best overall win, you got to give it to the Cubs, right? Cubs Mm -hmm. haven't done it so long. Derek is going to be the deciding voice on that. So, uh, Derek, what do you think? He's slightly biased. Yeah, just, just a smidge. Objectively speaking, Derek, as objective as you can possibly make well, it. You, you know, it has, not, it, it, has, it, has nothing, it has it has nothing to do with being biased. It has to do with the fact that you're right, Tom Brady has five Super Bowl rings. So for him to win in the Super Bowl was not that surprising. The Cubs winning 108 years? I mean, come on. And to be down 3-1 in that series and come back and win it? And extra innings in seven? After rain delay, like nothing could have got more exciting than that World Series. Those last few games, I, I mean, I, 
watching that Super Bowl was it was exciting. But you know what? My my blood wasn't boiling. I was sitting down. I was like, okay. And it was one of the best comebacks of all time. We'll never we may never see another overtime game in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Or yeah. at least not in our lifetime. I don't know. But one thing we can all say is we have seen the Cubs win a World Series, which so many generations before us could not say. Very true. And at least we're guaranteed a Major League reboot at some point. Uh, Travis, uh, <laughs> what about you, man? Where would you put this one um, as far as uh, championships? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the boys. I think the Cubs winning it is definitely a much bigger deal. Primarily because I I remember the Patriots winning more Super Bowls than not. But that was very entertaining, and I'm really glad I watched it and didn't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as uh, when the train started coming off the tracks for the Falcons, at what point did you guys sense that? Um, we'll go with you, Justin. What did you think? I think it's got to be that drive where all they needed was a field goal just to ice it, right? Yeah. And I was just, I was watching that. You know, I, I had a, I had a couple of dollars on uh, the Patriots in that game, so uh, I had a little bit of added incentive to root for them. Mm-hmm. And so I remember watching that little drive, and I'm thinking, oh my god, if the Falcons, if they kick this field goal, yep. Got to sell a, a chi- child, two, two a liver. Score, yeah, two-score game, and yeah, pretty much ices it. I think you're right. Yeah, and, yeah. and so when when the Patriots forced them to punt, I was like, oh, there's hope. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and God turns out to be a uh, Patriots fan. Yeah, and, uh, God, God hates me. That's all I got to say. My post on does. Facebook pretty much predicted everything that was going to happen in this game. I have only one question. I just need you guys to clarify it. Did Tom Brady set an all-time passing record in this Super Bowl? Yes, he did. There we go. That's what I said. Facetiously, I said in my Facebook that he would set an all-time passing record and they would win it in the final. That's it. God hates me. God hates me. There's all there, that's all there hey, is to it. Give me the, the lottery the best numbers. Part, the best part of the whole <laughs> Super Bowl for me was listening to the whole crowd boo Roger Goodell. Oh that God, was like God. Speaking of God, I can't stand that that arrogant son of a bitch, and to listen to the whole crowd just boo him and him trying to tough through it, and then listen to Robert Kraft take a stab at him, going, "Yeah, this was the sweetest Super Bowl cha- championship since well two years ago, but this one was even sweeter because well, I don't have to explain. Have you guys explain know it. why? Oh man, that was just." Awesome. And I just laughed. I just laughed. And then the smirk on Tommy's face as Roger Goodell was getting booed was just unreal good. All right, all right. So with with uh you know Groundhog Day in mind, since it's we recently passed that, at what what do you think would be the worst day for Goodell to uh go through again over and over? The Super Bowl (laughs) or giving the MVP trophy to Tom Brady the next day. Uh, 
Travis? I, I think it's Super Bowl. Oh, you think Super Bowl? You think that's... Well, only because you had 80,000 people booing, and I remember seeing that, and there was a guy standing right behind all the action, you know, and he had his little iPhone out, and he's recording, and he's just booing just as loud as he can, and Goodell, he did not want to be there. But you know what? I, I, a part of me felt really bad for the guy, but the other part of me is like, dude, this guy makes $40 million a year. I can take an ass chewing. I can take some booing. Yeah, yeah. You know so right. I, 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 I don't know how he thought of it, too. It's like, yeah. this is the only going to happen once. Thought about, yeah, go ahead, Derek. The, thought, the fact that you even thought about feeling sorry for that guy makes me want to boo you. You know what? I'm compassionate. You know, I love everybody. I don't think people should have a bad day at work. You're sick. Uh, <laughs> Travis, what about you, man? Do you think it was the Super Bowl or the MVP trophy presentation? Um, I'm actually going to have to say the MVP because after getting booed, having to go back out there thinking, knowing that you could get booed again, <laughs> it's just that much more priceless. Oh, man. That's just I would have booed him. All right. So in that vein, then, do you think that there's some sort of karmic balance that Tom Brady lost his jersey? And do you think he'll ever recover it? Uh, what do you think the odds are, Justin, since you're the odds maker here? That thing is gone, man. <laughs> that's an, that thing is gone. That's, that's an inside job. That's an inside job. They've, they've, they've sicked the Texas Rangers on there, and as far as I know, the the, the uh, rumor mill says the Houston Astros might be involved in looking for it, too. You know uh, who that, that jersey yeah. That jersey is sitting in Roger Goodell's fire pit in his backyard. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's his, his moment right there. That's great. Oh, man. We got to end it on that note. That's classic. Um, that's going to do it for us here at the CuzCast. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to follow us on Podbean. You can also find us on Player FM. Uh, we're available on iTunes, so don't forget to like us and write a review. A shout-out to the Nebraska baseball team who begin their season next week. Promises to be a team worth following, a preseason top 25 team. The pitching staff led by preseason All-America Jake Myers promises to do wonders. And Scott Schreiber is back to blast out some bombers, hoping to pick up where he left off as the Huskers' home run leader. Props to Travis for filling in for Tyler. Great job tonight, Travis. Couldn't have done it without you. Hey, thanks, you. guys. And, thanks, uh, Travis. Best of luck to Coach Darren Erstad and his team. And with that, we are calling it a night. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Go Big Red!